Welcome back to Kind of Funny's The Mandalorian in Review. That's right. We are reviewing every single episode of the first season of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I'm Tim Geddes. We got Andy Cortez. We got Big Kev Dog. We got Greg Miller. We got Nick Scarpino. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? It's been a while. It has. It's been forever since we've sat in these chairs. Mm-hmm. And Glad we dressed in the same exact outfits to talk yeah. about this. We're doing that from now on. We're doing that Again, uh, last week we got to see all three of the first episodes of The Mandalorian in a movie theater, which was really, really cool. Um, so we are pre-recording our episode three so that it can actually go out when everybody watches it on mm-hmm. Friday because we're considerate. Oh, we mentioned, we talked about the music last week. Yeah. And by last week, I mean five minutes ago when we filmed episode two. I want to give a shout out to Poe. Uh, who's my one of my deep personal friends growing up? You guys haven't met him yet, oh, but we okay. saw the the show with him. And when he saw Carl Weathers, he was like, "Is that Apollo Creed?" I'm like, "It is Apollo Creed," but I like to think of him as Action Jackson, which is a series that he should that should have picked out for him, which did not. Starring him and Vanity, great movie. Um, but wait what's, to see how this gets to the music. But yeah. what's yeah. interesting is he goes, "Wait a minute, that's the guy from Rocky, right?" And he goes, "Do you think when they had that guy in, because there's a a cue in the music that sounds like Rocky?" He goes, do you think they did that on purpose? And I'm like, holy shit, it does. Fuck, it does. I was like, maybe they did. Maybe the music was like, Carl Weathers, big fan. Rocky, let's throw a little bit of that in there. And it makes you think of like, this guy's an underdog. He's going to be a champ one day. He's going to have what it takes. But I mean, is it illegal to box with a full metal helmet on? Yeah, it's going to break someone's hands. Mandalorians don't care. They don't play by your rules. They don't. They don't at all. Such is our code. Such is our code. This is the way. This is our code. This is our code. Andy, you brought up something really cool right before the show about Spotify. Yeah, Spotify uh, for every episode has a different soundtrack. So I I looked at Mandalorian on Spotify and I saw what I did. But I was like, why, why am I not seeing these songs? And then I saw there's a chapter two available as well. So you could listen to every episode sort of this is the score, score for this whole episode. Really cool. So rad. And also, we didn't talk about it last episode. I love that they keep going with the end credit. Yeah, awesome. Uh, the concept oh, yeah. art. What a, like God. What a completely... It, like needless but awesome thing to include in there. Reminds like, they did not need to do that, and yeah. I, and it was probably at an extraordinary expense to them that I wish they may have taken and put into some of the visual effects. But I don't care because I want. Wait, why do you think it was an expense? Though? I mean, they had to hire an artist no, to do it's that, all right? No, yeah. Exactly. They said during the Q and A that Andy didn't come to. I was there. No. Uh, they said that that was actually that stuff that they had already. Oh wow! That's okay. Okay. From the I stand when Pedro Pascual Pedro Pascual, the heir to the Pasquals pizza fortune here and stuff. <laughs> yeah. When he went there, one they, shot that was what was on the walls. Not much of a fortune. <laughs> they owe fifty k. You really say one shop? One shop Pasquals? Dude, you're you're such a fake Barry. How many do they have? Go explore, man. Go to the zoo, dude. Get out of here, not you. Tim, I looked into it. Title also has all the chapters. There you, there, there you there go, is, Cool Greg. Okay, cool yeah, for you. it is on title as well. <laughs> oh, speaking cool, of titles, Cool Greg, can you believe this guy thought there was only one Pasquale? Cool Jeezy. <laughs> I mean, it's no Senoras. That's all I'm saying. It is no Senoras. Chapter yeah. three, the sin, the sin. Uh, is the name sin. of this one. What released, a good name. Great name. Cool. Great episode. Released on November twenty second. How much did it gross? What was its budget? Twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, and there's a lot of info we don't have because we saw the screening. I don't know the runtime of it, but it felt longer than the thirty two minutes. It, of it's it's surprising that the other one was only thirty two minutes. I, I could have swore it was going to be a little bit like, that's, longer. Maybe that's this a little I think short. that one, like, that's exactly how much I thought it was, around 30 minutes. And then I think this one's around 42 minutes. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. episode one was 39. What you got for me, Andy? I was going to say, like, we're, let's not count our chickens before the eggs hatch, guys. What if the show gets canceled and this doesn't even go up, right? Like, nobody's going to know about this. Yeah, we might have the exclusive wow. info. This might be the only yeah. way. That's a great point. You think Tomorrow, the Disney, the, they plug the poll. So they plug, they plug the poll. <laughs> Did I get kicked by a mule this morning? <laughs> I don't know, man. It all you sounds right up here, and it's been multiple things today that I'm just not <laughs> done was it? Andrew Dice Bryce? No, Howard Bryce. It was <laughs> Dice Rallis Howard. Howard. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that Ron Howard was her dad, dad. which is so it blew my mind. Yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, redhead Howard, but like, I'd be you know racist. Well, it's not. It's not like person. it's not like Ron Howard has been in such in the news in the past twenty years that you're like you would have been aware of who his children are. He's directed like he did, one he, movie. Yeah, in the I was last gonna say years. he did Apollo thirteen. Solo. He's like, see you guys yeah. later. And then they were like, they brought him back out of retirement for Solo, and he was like, I don't want this. And Kathleen Kennedy was like, bury him Nobody in money. This. <laughs> bury him in money. He's like, oh, all right, fine, I'll save it. Uh, released I'll November twenty second, twenty nineteen. Directed by Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow is a Canadian filmmaker, television director, and screenwriter. Two of her first short films, Day Pass and The Hill, 
have both won awards at various international film festivals. She's best known for her first feature film, which she wrote and directed, The High Cost of Living. Her recent directorial works include the TV movie adaptation of Flowers in the Attic and episodes of the series Copper, Murdoch Mysteries, Beauty and the Beast, and Mr. Robot. Uh, Chow's also director on Mandalorian, this one, and uh, the Untitled Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Oh. She had a really cool thing she, th- she did say in the, uh, in the Q&A before we saw these movies, where she was talking Thanks about how... Andy. Uh, God, Andy, wake up. It's available online. I you can upstairs. watch those. Andy, watch the whole thing. Um, no, but what I liked about it was she was like, it, it was it, it was interesting that uh, John Favreau, who was kind of the the Kevin Feige of this group, wanted all the directors to talk to each other. She was like, mo- most of the time your ship's passing in the night when you're directing something like this. Um, and it, it, re- it reminds me of when the, uh, the directors would talk about Game of Thrones, where they would have to coordinate with each other because they would have to figure out, like, like everyone had to be on the same page visually and, like, what was going on with the scripts and where the actors were emotionally. And so I think it's, it's, it's interesting that they chose to do that instead of having them just be like, here's your script. Go do this. It, it shows to me that someone higher up that's looking over this the whole series really cares. Yeah. That and again, John written by uh, John Favreau. So I saw three, three for three right now. It's uh, also interesting that they didn't go to normal like your your go to directors for these things. Like Dave Filoni, I think is probably makes sense because he's he's sort of like the godfather of a lot of the, the, the animation side stuff. animation side stuff. But it's interesting that they're going with people that like the guy that directed last week's episode who did dope. It reminds me of when they they randomly grabbed these two guys called the Bruso brothers and were like, "You've they've done films you've never heard of, but we but they have a really cool style. Yeah, they have a really cool style that we think will 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 apply to this, and it really really I think it works out. Uh, to go back to episode two, uh, Rick Famuyiwa, um, I saw a tweet from our friend Woody Jang who says that that's the first person of color that has ever directed a live action Star Wars piece, which is that's really cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, there's not too many live-action Star Wars pieces out there, but it's it's cool. Like Dave Filoni directing this first one, that's a really, really big deal that I, I think we're going to see a lot more of in the coming future. Not this season, but more in the future. John Favreau didn't direct a single episode this season. Did he write all of them? Not all of them. Okay. Yeah, uh, but so far he has. Yeah. Um, to do something a little bit different, because we couldn't re-watch this, what happened this episode? Who wants to go for it, Greg? Oh, I was just doing, oh, okay. was doing some Jedi oh, stuff. I, I thought, was taking I myself gonna, back. I thought, I thought uh, we come back out. to the planet, man. We got to go back there. We got the we got what I like to call Yoda and an egg. You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever have one of those Yodeline. delicious eggs Yodeline. that smokes the meat? That's what this is. We're smoking a Yoda. You know what I mean? He's in there. He's percolating. He's 50 years old, just bopping around in there. He takes the thing off. Do you already take the ball off the thing? Is that no, this I spoiled episode? That last yeah, week. Sorry. Yeah, did. Yeah. This is the beginning so of the week. Ball he takes the ball off. off. It's very adorable. It and is. The Mandalorian's like, shut your mouth. And they fucking <laughs> they come in and they fucking they fucking land right. And Mandalorian's like, cool, got this fucking egg, dude, right? And he's like, I'm gonna take him back over there. So he takes money. him back over there. And Hans Molman, of course, is all like, were, I'm were a you great guys, actor. Hello, thank you. Quick question though, were you guys? Surprise when he actually went right back to the the like to give up the bounty. I mean, I that's cool, and yeah. I, I feel like that's what this episode's kind of Hinges, thrust yeah, yeah, is, yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. But I mean, just when that moment, like it, it he's there sitting at the table. I was like, oh shit! All right, I guess this is just going down. Because yeah, we know there's going to be that internal struggle. Yeah, We've sure, already sure. seen it, right? He's an orphan. He's a kid. Who, he's somebody who has just had relate. no parents and stuff. Exactly. Who can relate? Also, can let relate. me tell you, someone gives you a paint bucket, a cheap-looking paint bucket full of your your most valuable yep. ore. Hey, this metal you've been searching thing. your whole fucking life for. You've only got one helmet, one shoulder piece. You look you look terrible. You're you know janky, I mean? boy. This is the kind of crap when you see, you have this in a video game. Do you equip it? You're like, oh, this looks oh, bad. Shit. I'll save it till I have the entire armor set. You know, he, yeah, he finally, here you go, his weird little igloo cooler opens up full of these fucking things, and he's, like, stoked, but it's also like, hey, what are you about to do yeah, with I love, the child? I like that moment, right, where he's, like, and he, he asks, he's, like, what are you going to do with the kid? And Hans Molman is all like that. Stop just right, making up random Germans. Werner Herzog. <laughs> oh, it's so easy. <laughs> His response was so cool. Hey, he's like, like That's isn't not it your code not, not to, ask to ask shit? Yeah. That was and cool. It's like, oh, Mandalorian's like, oh. fuck, you got me, Hermer. And you know, and you from, like right <laughs> at that moment, <laughs> right at that moment, you know that at some point he's coming back. Oh yeah. But shout out to him for taking the to for having zero honor and taking the the payment anyway, and then coming back and murking everyone in there. But by, and the, by way, the way, I love that there was we saw four stormtroopers, but when he goes back in there, there's like fifteen hundred stormtroopers, <laughs> and he just keeps blowing away. Uh, this is like I think the most video game a TV show has ever been. You know the fetch oh, quest, turning in the armor. quest, oh, yeah. taking the ord, <laughs> going back and I loved everything. it. I loved like, it. Like it's it's so gamified, but seeing him walk into the cantina again 
and the, the just crowd full there, full of full of Star Wars fans, by the way. But the crowd, when he walks in, it was like, oh shit, this guy <laughs> upgraded, dude, and it looks awesome. It looks yeah. not only cool. was our crowd full of Star Wars fans, but I didn't know there was a certain subsect of Star Wars fans that were Mandalorians that all dressed like Hell's Angels. Yep. Did you notice that? Oh yeah. And they I was all like, had I helmets. I was like, Jen I was like got why super are so obsessed? Many and on the ride home, was on their website reading about because she's like, I want that jacket. They all had like cuts like Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. They had the met. Uh, Biker what exactly called the Mandalorian. One of the guys the knew me. Like one of the guys has watched our show before. Oh, sure, I don't yeah. know if he walked up to you and said hi or anything like that. Uh, he, somebody came, but I thought he was from Star was, Wars, yeah, not from the Mandalorian. Oh, okay, crew gotcha. or whatever they were called. Um, but yeah, but uh, <laughs> there's a couple touches in this episode that kind of took me out of it. One was when the stormtroopers turned on their flashlights. I was like, what the fuck is the point of your helmet? What is in this helmet that has protect their heads? But it doesn't have any sort of thing that allows them to see in the dark or anything. And it has a visor that doesn't go up. (laughs) Oh my god, so dumb. Yeah, they're like, and then it had a bad sound effect. And I was like, it's a a fucking flashlight. It doesn't need a cool (laughs) sound effect. Anyway, there's just that one little touch. I'm like, what? What? Just take the helmet off. It's useless. This armor's useless. I know we're still going through the storyline, but like, man, I really enjoyed this episode. Really enjoyed it. Great episode. episode. Why so? Okay. Uh, I, I thought the action was really cool, and I thought that, like, somehow even through, like, him having the helmet on, we could tell he missed that damn little kid. When he goes over... He knows it to, isn't right. Yeah, when he goes over to grab the, the like, his little stick shift or whatever it was that he had removed the ball with, and, like, you see that shot of, of him being like, oh, and then, like, you feel, like, you remember, oh, that's right, he took it off and no one put it back on, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, such a, like, gut-wrench moment of, like... I gotta go kill some fuckers. Well, go right. get that guy. And it's yeah. really go good. get him. Go get him right now. <laughs> yeah, that's. Re- I mean, that was a yeah. really good moment, right? That was a. He looks at it, and the second the second he goes to touch it, you're like, "This is it. He's gonna fi- he's gonna power down this ship, and he's gonna go fucking murk all these people." And it was really nice. But they go through the cool sort of setup of him hitting all the buttons to turn on the ship, and then that moment happens, and then you see turning yeah. everything oh, off. It's like, okay, so here rad. we go. Um, I thought it was a really cool touch. Yeah, it reminds me of another great scene in, in the seminal film, Lethal Weapon 4, uh-huh. when Danny Glover and Mel Gibson are looking at Jet, Jet Li. Involved? Yeah. And Jet Li's standing at the end of this pier, and he's Jet all Li bloody. Was a oh, Jet Li's a uh, bad motherfucker in Lethal Weapon 4. But he's like unbeatable. Like Riggs, uh, up until this point, has been just fucking kicked the shit out of everyone, right. including right. Gary Busey and the weird South African guy that he fought in the second one. But in this Joe one, Pesci. he's too old. And he really is too old for this shit. And he, he goes, you know, he's like, that's someone else's problem. You and I, we could just go right now. Mm-hmm. And as they're walking away, they literally turn their backs and they're like, we're going to walk away. And the audience is like, oh, shit, they're not going to fight Jet Li. And then he goes, how do you do that thing with a gun? And Danny Govett goes, I guess we're going to go have to ask him. Yeah, it's and so they good. turn back around and get the shit beat out <laughs> of him. But it's a great moment. I love that. Guys, do you know the name of the ship, the Mandalorian ship? Slave 2. Slave 69. It looks like Slave, Slave 15. From Razor Crest. Ooh. It's like Falcon Crest. That's no space stuff, man. <laughs> I, d- I do. The, the ship, Yoda. I think, is probably Yoda the best looking Yoda. CG in the show. Um, because it's just so much easier to I, make metals and stuff look convincing when they are amongst. Like in, in the first episode, I, I guess when he lands on the, on the desert planet and you see all the sort of sand reflecting against her, I think it's the most convincing CG hmm. so far. I, I don't. I don't hmm. love the ship CG. Like it, to me, it does kind of look like it doesn't fit all the time. Oh, really? But but the thing is, it's not a complaint of like oh TV stuff because like we just watched Force Awakens and I had any time a ship lands and then the like the little drop thing wa- like falls down for the people to walk down. It always has this really kind of like oh uh, this doesn't feel right look to this it. This one had a cool moment though where he does where the ramp comes down and the, the the arms that are hydraulic arms actually receded back into it, which I thought was a really cool design. Um I I think the ship is perfect for the story. I just don't like that that era of ships for him because mm-hmm. it's like Clone War era kind of ship. And it yeah. looks more like a bomber. Slave One was a completely different design. I thought it was way cooler, but completely impractical because you have to sit in it like a fucking like a astronaut going into the moon. But uh I do rotate. No, because there's that one shot in uh, in the, in uh, Clone Wars where Boba F- or Jango- Boba Fett goes sitting, up to the top yeah. and then has to sit like uh, strap yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, the point of that. The yeah, only thing I don't stupid. like about the ship is I do think it looks a little too generic. It doesn't. It, it, it looks a like a Clone Wars. Doesn't it look like one of those like the bombers in the Clone Wars? The ship stuff I got here. The Razor Crest was or a that. gunship used by the Mandalorian. It was once a military craft used to patrol local territories prior to the Galactic Empire. Um, that's all we really got. Yeah. The Razor yeah. Crest was designed by Lucasfilm design veteran Doug Chang. It was created as a practical model rather than a computer-generated effect. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I think, I think 
to to your earlier point, like some of the ship going through some of the environments are some of the effects that take me out. Um, I think they I think they had a little bit of an issue with that with this. Like, there's one scene in this too where he's going through, and the the, the problem with having your character be practical and all shiny is that it, it it has that wonderful effect of as you're going through different lighting, it's refracting and you're seeing that in real time happen practically. But then there's the moment where the Yoda Great is tracing. is CG and it's going through and it's perfectly well lit the entire time because it can't. It's not getting into the actual shadows and stuff, and I hate that. And I also hate when they don't do that um, in, when they're in the cockpit and he's flying and you're not seeing real-time shadows affect him or real-time lighting effects affect him. Like, they'll do it now where when they did Force Awakens, they put LED screens everywhere. And so when they're flying, they actually have a, um, a, a rendering of what they're seeing happening around them. So as it's going on, you're seeing the shadow effects and all the lighting but on their face. They, they don't do that in this. Ray, help me. I think they do. Wait, do that. They, they do that in this in this whole series. They're, I don't. I didn't see that. Like that was you not the Q and A. Like they talked about that at length. Way to come right? on time, I didn't. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't come through in <laughs> yeah. this though. I have not seen that happen once when yeah. he's flying. There's hmm. there's multiple moments where he's going to to land the ship and he's just complete. Like as the ship's moving, he's just there's no is nothing there, on his on his face. Is there any like uh, special features for this? Like, I don't think so. I'll check okay. right now. Because like I'd love to see. Because like during the Q and A, that's one of the things they talked about at length. Mm. And it was like, man, I would really love to visualize this shit. Um, well, they talked about visualizing in the environment, but I don't remember them doing. I, I mean, no, I, I may have gone uh, to the bathroom for that part. Pedro Pascal was talking about how like he was like, oh, it's all futuristic. You walk in and like it's like they're using there. new technology. Yeah. They kept saying. And then I uh, he, saw, he was talking about that in regards to like being on set and seeing what people like. I think that's what they used the Unreal Engine for, which was actually like the the previs. Real time, you look at a monitor and you go, "Okay, I can see what I'm supposed oh, to be looking I, at." I thought it was that implementing like maybe. LED screens to uh, make that facade. Yeah, maybe, but yeah. I didn't. I didn't see that actually come through. Like yeah. you can actually see during moments where where they're doing cockpit work in Force Awakens, where it's like shit's happening all over them, and it really, really sells the effect that they're during the Q and A. Favreau did say that he wants to that they're going to do some like documentary stuff afterwards. That's yeah, cool. I feel like they announced on, that Disney Plus is going to have a doc, but I think it is after because I just checked. There's no extras at all except the, except the trailer. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where were we, Greg? Oh, so we've gotten back to Herman Holst, and he's like, "All right, here's the money or whatever," and we're like, "Thanks for all the money. What's going on with the What's going on with the egg?" And he's like, "Don't ask fucking questions. I thought you people didn't ask questions. I'm kind of really cranky about this. I'm gonna give you two stars." He's like, well, "Slow down. I'm number one. <laughs> I got stars. I got a great rating right now. Don't fuck this up for yeah. me, old man. Relax." So he takes the money back over to the Mandalorian, the place where they all sit and they hang out underneath the ground, and we go down there and we go right to the blacksmith, and we're just like, "Cha ching, motherfucker!" And then all the other Mandalorians start all being like. Like, Why is he got so they all, they all come in, slither fucking snakes, not a talent among them. You know what I mean? <laughs> they come in like, we got only one. There's just one big guy. He's like, well, I got only We're one of us. Call can, him War Machine. Only I, I'm War Machine. Fair. Only one of us can go up every day. Like what the fuck? And you're always what? the one going up. That and seemed like, like a. St- I, like I didn't catch that moment, but you, yeah. we were talking about it earlier. That seems like dumb. a really dumb, weird rule. Also, it, also is isn't, isn't, why are isn't they in hiding? Mandalorian's gone for like weeks at a time, right? On these jobs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, so what? Does nobody else come out, or is it like one a day can go? Look, out? man, this is but the like, way. but this like, is the okay, way. so you're, you're in a small code. town. Code. You're in it's a small town where everyone, a very small town, by the mm-hmm. way, where everyone obviously knows what's going on with everyone's business because mm-hmm. they're all these sneaky motherfuckers that are trying to back, stab each other in the back, and they're not aware that there's fifty. Mandalorians underneath underground. <laughs> they all wear different armor. They all are different, different sizes. Like, different, sigils one on of them. them's a female, and clearly, and then some of them are just small little kids that that come around. Like I don't understand why they have this subterfuge going on. And also, isn't the whole reason they're hiding in the first place because they were hunted by the Empire? And if the Empire is no longer around, why not just come out and start a new civilization someplace? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> hey, man, I think, I think I think that they're going to get into all of it. You know, there's not where we live now. There's no more anteaters walking around, but ants still go to their fucking hive. It's a great point. Anyway, so, <laughs> so we put it down, and she's like, "I'll start, I'll start melting all this shit." That was so dumb. I can't even, <laughs> I can't even complain about she's it. She's like, "How did you get this?" And he's like, "In a fight, what'd you fight?" He's like, "I fought the old Zubat." Oh, well, I'll put the Zubat as your sigil. And she, he's like, "Well, I didn't, Zubat? I didn't actually fucking Pokemon? beat the Zubat. Somebody else beat the Zubat." That- and she's like, "Fine, no sigil, still on that." And then War Machine's all, "I don't know what the fuck, I'm fucking." But I'm more I want to get out of here and like do this shit. And he's got all this fucking empire shit and like blah blah. And he's like, I'm gonna take off your helmet. And that's when Mandalorian's like, mm-hmm. the fuck you are. So they did this thing where they each got each other and like running around by heads and shit, spinning the classic, around. Classic, you know, it. wrestling thing. Yeah. And I think this is when like the they fucking- took off his helmet, but he had a helmet underneath. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, dialing it back though, before where he talks about like winning. 
And she goes, oh, I'll use that as your symbol. And he goes, you can't use that because I was helped by an enemy. And she goes, why would an enemy mm-hmm. help you? Because, because he didn't know he was my enemy. He didn't know to be my enemy yet. Fucking cool line. And it's yeah. a really cool. I'm like, there's just that moment where he's like, he's still working out on his head as to what side he's going to be on. Where he's like, fuck, I, this thing did help me. <laughs> really and cool. it's right. And I'm yeah. doing the wrong thing. Yeah. This is moment. where we're getting more like this. is We're, we're getting the, the lore yeah. of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't call Lord it Lord. Oh, no, the Manda no story. It took him a while to warm up today, but goddamn, yeah. Greg, you're there. Yeah, yeah. And so then, yeah, well, yeah, now you got the old uh, fucking tink, tink, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the old tink, tink, tink. Yeah. You, know, you know, the old yeah. blacksmith. Blacksmith, you know, yeah. blacksmith's like, ay, 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 knock it off, stop fighting. There's like 50 of us. We live in this shithole. We can't fight each other. That's our code. Such is our code. Such is our code. You know what Such I mean? Such is our code. And, then, and they're We're like, you know what? Such is our code. I hate working here. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? This is our way? What do they say? This is the way. Whatever, bro. I, I think we should commit to such, such is, is our code. code. And then, Andy, can you make a Mandalorian Such is life. Helmet. <laughs> from now put, on. Like, the helmet is made out of the words, such is our code. Oh. Andy, from yeah. now on, when I, when I talk in the bathroom, oh. and you guys go, Nick, stop talking to us through the bathroom door, I'm going to go, such is our code. Why do you use that why? Andy so she, giggled in the bathroom earlier today, and it was the best disturbing. thing. Uh, so she's all like, tink, tink, and she's just like making all this shit or whatever. And so then, yeah, he walks in all badass to the canteen, and he's like, I am full tight. blown. I am the a fucking I have level amazing seven Spider-Man Fuck number 300. No, I, I am here. I am a Chromanian cover. I, I, walking I, in with that drip, dog. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I, I love the look of this chrome armor, but I kind of miss the older armor. I, 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 the what reason are you why I like- complaining about well, the reason why I like I like his older armor is because it reminds me of Boba Fett's older armor, where yeah, it yeah. looks like Let it go. battle kill the past. But but it looks like he's been Star through Wars. battles in it, and it's actually like held up. And I just I like the mismatched like paint schemes of it. This to me is like I don't know if I was a person who was going to go hunt other people. I'd want to be this bright and this. Like, cause you can see the, if yeah. it's sun out, you <laughs> see this motherfucker coming from like it's four ego, miles dude. off. Like, what is blinding Hubris. me? Is that exactly. a, is that the baddest a Mandalorian? Ass in the world's coming to get us. You know? mm-hmm. I would like just put a little spray on it, dull it down a little bit. You know, that, that, that something tells me that over the course of the next seven episodes, we're gonna see some soup changes. I, well, I, his his helmets are already like his his helmets made out of the same material, right? The berserker yeah. or steel yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, berserker, the berserker and it's, yeah. it's, it's dirtied up as well. So, assumingly, like the next episode after he's been in this gunfight, it's gonna be a little. I'm be so mad at this. Berserker's close enough. Um, I was gonna. St- I have a feeling that like once he gets a sigil, like he might do like a color palette. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah I that, think it's I think gonna, gonna be really cool. like related to the thing yeah. that is yeah. Yoda. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be green, <laughs> and he's gonna be Boba Fett, and this is a prequel. Oh we didn't know God. it the entire Boba time. Boba actually real Yoda. is Yoda. Yeah, we need really to Yoda. send you and this thing back in time, and he's like, all right, send him back all way far where he can just go. He'll. I, I want him to land on a fucking planet and be able to just to force bowls and spoons into existence. Right? Why? How did he get all this fucking shit? Jimmy <laughs> Smith kicks him out of the fucking carrot. Right? Oh, and he lands down there. He's like, like Jimmy Smith. And then it's like, you know what? I'm gonna make a hut. I'm gonna make a bowl. I wanna do it. What are you doing? <laughs> There's more important things. You don't think he brought it? Why didn't you stay and fight, you little bitch? You know what I mean? I understand. He was so close to winning. I know. You're he tired of right listening there, to the yeah. interview. I gotta see him crawl through the vents, though. Oh, okay. Anyways, so Mandalorian comes in. He should be big dick swinging. He looks like he's big dick swinging, but on the inside, he's a heartbroken dude. And so he sits down there and he kicks up his feet and Carl Weathers is literally immediately just like, hey, yo, fuck all y'all. You're bad at being bounty hunters. This guy's <laughs> good at being bounty hunters. I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. He's like, and I'm rich too. And it's like, yeah. I don't fucking I, flash you millions of dollars. I love that. Like, hey, you're not the only one that got rich. Look at my shit. It's that metal you guys fucking the love. Berserker steel. What is the real name of it? It's like, what's that? It all is connected. What, it's called Be- Bezer Steel or something like that? Or it's Berserker Steel for the rest of this episode. Cool, Berserker Steel. It's pretty Berserker. close to that, though. It's like, like some fucking fuck Berserker. You want to yell for Barrett? Warner Herzog. It's fine. The steel. So anyway, we'll that's steel. happening, and he's like, just Best fucking car. let's Best celebrate. Let's have a good time. And uh, no, DeLorean's like, bruh, fucking give me a job. Mando. Mando. Uh, he's like, bruh? Let me get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no, you can party. He's like, no, 
jobs. And he's like, you people are. He's like, let me move. take it to the milk massage place. Or totally, the, the, totally. The, the derv- I was like, oh. he said the, the Twi'lek. Uh, what, what did he say? The Pleasure Twi'lek? massages or some, some shit, shit like something that. Something like that. Huh. Yeah, I was like, yeah, let's stop by there. So he gives him, he's like, here's a fucking puck or whatever. Go get your job on. He's like, all right, cool. Fuck y'all. And he's like, fuck this place and fuck all my emotions. I'm a Mandalorian. I don't feel emotions. Except when I see flashes. Then I see my fucking family getting killed. like a Vulcan. I'm putting a goddamn fucking storm cellar. He gets on the plane, his little space plane. And he's like, all right, cool, time to go. Bloop, bloop, bloop. That's when he sees the ball's not there. And he's like, all right, that fucking lizard took the ball off. I like that God lizard. Damn, great. You know what I mean? How does your mind work? What? Like, it's just You're a heartless it's bastard. so fast. Like, I don't know just how you get, like, I just would the never, lizard never, never the jump ball. to lizard taking the ball. And how uh, Okay, man. sorry you've never looked at a fucking lizard before, all right? <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> not a day goes by, I'm not in an aquarium. <laughs> Yeah, you look like a Yoda. You look like a Yoda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. Anyways, he's like, "Fuck, I gotta go save this little not lizard." You know what I mean? I'm not in an aquarium. So he just goes. <laughs> he, he goes back to fucking hurts her, bursts her face. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Fuck, this wall blows up the wall, right?" Everybody runs over, like, "What the fuck? That was my favorite wall." <laughs> he's like, "Ah, oh, bam, bam, here, bam." And, and to pause here, and this, I like this. Oh, right. it's a good scene. He blows up the wall. The stormtroopers come out, and he's already behind him. That to me is something clever and fun. I was like, oh, is they're going to walk out and he's going to. I thought they were, he was just going to pop out and start shooting him. No, he's already behind him. That's cool. That to me is someone who's like, has experience <laughs> hunting people and knows how to bait someone in yeah. and then get the better of them. I liked that. That was a good character moment for me. Great scene. Great episode. K- kills everyone. Keeps working his way, killing everybody. Yeah, eventually gets Decides over. to, for no reason, just toast a stormtrooper to death. Hey, disintegration. He's mad. Yeah. He knows that they were going to do something to the lizard, he doesn't know what exactly. It's, his but name that is lizard, the, the child. The yeah, child. he talks to the glasses we, we, guy. We all agreed huh? to call him the child. Remember? Yeah, but then I'll he said Yodelina, so now I like fucking bets are off. You know what yeah. I mean? I thought yeah, Yodi. And, and, and the so the the scientist guy's like, I I saved him. They wanted to kill him, but I saved him. And he's like, I'm gonna fucking burn you alive anyway. And then the guy looks up and he's gone. That's just another cool thing where he's like, I'm not I'm not done listening to you. You're an idiot. But do you think of that later? He walked out and was like, Is he still blast of fucking? Fire to his face. Maybe. I don't, I don't so. know. No. I like how much he uses his fire. And he said, We go back to the cantina, <laughs> every right? And everybody's going, boop, 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 boop. There's a fire. This is, the John, this is the John Wick scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, oh, all man. the hitmen are looking oh, yeah. after him. You yeah. know what I mean? I do like to, to go back to Kevin's point, though. I do like how they actually make you, like, Make use of the things that he has the grappling hook, the fire. Yeah, like we've seen those things used in a practical, fun way. Which, like, when he was climbing up the in the prior episode, when he was cl- climbing up the Jawa's fortress, things and it was and a then different climb it up. It, yeah, I was like, oh, that's put- they're actually you know, these things Giving that reasons, were that, that yeah. used to be just random costume design elements that mm-hmm. everyone's like, oh, what's George that used always for? had this vision, yeah, George has a vision for everything, <laughs> yeah. sure, he yeah, exactly. rest in peace, yeah. Yeah, rest especially the guy that was right there. You should, I, I listened to a um, really fascinating interview with Rick Baker. Where they talked about the cantina scene, and he was brought in to spice that up. No way. And yeah, so basically, beforehand, it used to be a bunch of like, it was um, just guys that were like in makeup, and and George Lucas called him up, and was like, "We need, I need there to be, this needs to feel like a, a place where just total crazy creatures and aliens are." Oh, are, you're talking about in the original movie, in A New Hope, yeah. yeah. Got it. I and so, Rick, no, no, not in this. Rick Baker's been, uh, he's he's uh, retired, but he had a bunch of masks that he had worked on. Including the devil mask and the alien mask yeah, that he just brought in, and, they just, and the werewolf. <laughs> Those were all things that he had worked on privately, and so he put him in and, and had that feeling. But that, there was that like, shit, we need to spice this up a little bit. And I also didn't know this, but he said a fun fact was the uh, Cantina band scene was filmed in a different country at a different time. It was filmed in America like six months later. Wow. Yeah. So the actual band you see was not in the original set. Huh? Oh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh, very cool stuff. Before yeah. we keep going, let me tell you about our sponsors. Thank you, too. Untuck it. Oh, wow. Ladies and gentlemen, the holidays are almost here, and you know what that means. Gifts. And what better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right, even if you are that guy that's trying to gift yourself some better-looking shirts. Uh, thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your size or shape, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. Uh, I love this site was super easy to use. You just go on a ton of different options of shirts and colors and stuff. I ordered one. Next thing you know, I was looking good. It's p- falling at perfect length because I don't like tucking things in. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not a. I fancy get it, Tim. Uh, with more than 50-plus fit combinations, Untucket shirts look great on tall, short, slim, and athletic guys of all ages. Uh, you can choose styles like wrinkle-free button-down, super soft flannels, outerwear, and more. Kevin, I know you'd like one of them super soft flannels. 
I love Super Soft Flannels, Tim. I love them so much. Whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use code MORNING for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T.com. Promo code MORNING for 20% off. Now, let me tell you about hymns. 66% of men start to lose their hair by age 35. Once you've noticed thinning hair, be too late is that hairline slowly starting to move backwards if you're getting some bald spots you better get on this man it's him's time the best way to prevent more hair loss is to do something about it while you still can andy you've been using this how's your experience going it's been fantastic tim been keeping the hair haven't been seeing any more hair loss uh yeah i'm really stoked about it no snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements prescription solutions backed by kevin's favorite thing Science. No more awkward in-person doctor visits or long pharmacy lines. It's great. You can try today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com slash morning show. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash morning show. Forhims.com slash morning show. Uh, prescription products are subject to doctor approval and require an online con- consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. You should see the website for full details and safety information. This could cost hundreds if you went in person to the doctor's office or pharmacy. Remember, that's 4 slash morning show. And finally, thanks to Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt like Greg Miller had when he was making the trek from San Fr- to San Francisco um, after college and had a lot of debt issues. Upstart could have helped him out there. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you and they understand you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. And the best part, once... The loan is approved and accepted. Most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals, and you can add to that number. See why Upstart's ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot, and hurry to upstart.com slash morning to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash morning. Where were we at, Nick? So, yeah, so now every, all the bounty hunters are out there in the streets. You know what I mean? Mando, he's walking through with the egg, and he got the, the lizard in it, right? And he's like, "This is gonna be the easiest getaway I ever had." And then he looks around, he's like, F- "I'm fucked." Yeah, this was a lot of bad guys. this was a disappointing moment for me because you're like, you assume that this guy who was so good at like in this last scene of taking these high trained, highly trained soldiers out, that he would have had a better exit strategy than walking down Main Street in Disneyland and letting all the fucking, <laughs> all, you know what I mean, all the cosplay yeah. people come out and kill him. He, what, what was his plan here? You're just gonna. You, you just. Nobody work. else knows about the. You age? just killed twenty people, and like, that's gonna be cool. You're just gonna walk no, out. No, I, I think it was like the blend in. I think it was his his plan to just mm. be cool. Be cool. We're gonna get back to be the ship. And he's like, just pretend tomorrow. like the thing I'm carrying is just a bag of flour, like when we had exactly. to do it in in, in health like class. Roses covering the shotgun. Yeah. I thought this was Terminator cool. Team. Exactly. Terminator. Yeah. Team. Yeah. I really I, enjoyed this. Yeah. I think I think we saw a lot of his sort of uh, his creativity with combat because this is the scene where Carl Weathers does uh, he's like fucking give us a package bro and you'll be set we'll, we can talk about this and for a second it's like are, are they gonna talk about it but I talk about it yeah no, they're not gonna yeah, talk about no. it no. He, no. Ta- he talks first questions later yeah, yeah. so we so his shit goes down he jumps in the little he thing <laughs> which uh, he talks first asks questions later. yeah you <laughs> know um, I I it's fine the payoff of the scene works for me mm-hmm. but some of the elements of it where I'm like I, he, what is he pinned in this thing? There's guys that are above him. They can't just shoot him. Like this is the in dumb, the back this of this dumb. like hay truck. Or yeah, he's he's hiding. In, uh, he's got a, a half a foot of a fucking speeder's thin metal between him and eighty blasters that are out there. Also, it does that one thing where I'm like, how many people are out there? Because it looks like there's only about twenty people out there, and he killed about fifteen of them. And then when the scene culminates in what's arguably a really cool climax, there's still a war going on as he's taken off. I'm like, how do these Mandalorians I, I not do- kill everything? I do think that more people were coming constantly, and like I, I think that that's what was happening because the, like the message is going out. So like the first batch that he's fighting against is the people that were in, in the, the like, bar. cantina. Yeah, but that's and then later more people are coming. Just like yeah, but we didn't see that. Everybody I mean, just wanted just a third party in the, the bar. Fight. You just want a third party of the fight, get in there when the, when everybody's all weak and yeah. low on yeah. ammo. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah. The, the Smash one, Brothers when you steal a kill. Exactly. You know? The one thing I definitely didn't love it was the use of the flamethrower in this scene. 
Because I, I just... It just feels like all for naught. How did it's he get just, used? He's just he like spraying runs out of, he it. He runs out of juice oh, yeah, though at yeah. some He's point. just spraying at everybody. Mm-hmm. And he eventually like, yeah, runs out of ammunition or whatever. But I just, I, I kind of just didn't like the oh, way that looked. I, I also didn't love the ham-fisted, we've got extra of this. What do you want to build with it? Oh, build me some of those uh, uh, chirping whispering, birds, whispering birds, whatever they were. Because those are really ah, good against crowds. Yeah. And then five minutes later, you're like, oh, well, he's going to oh, use those there things. There we go. That was... Yeah. That was a little too telegraphed. I was way too telegraphed. Um, but he gets pinned down, and you're like, oh, he's fucked. And then you're like, who could come and save him? Does he have 20 of the war- like the galaxy's fucking bad- most badass mercenary warriors remember, down below? they can only come out one at a time. Yeah, for no this reason. This is the time they reveal themselves. And apparently he's the, the only Jedi. one of them that doesn't have a rocket pack. Dude. And it's surprised. I was like, wait, is this a new thing? Did everyone go to Costco and get a fucking 20-pack of rocket packs? How come I don't have one of these rocket packs? <laughs> the, the, like, the implementation of the jetpacks was like, I, I was so happy to see them back, you know? I love that they used them. Yeah. I love that moment. And in spite of itself, I thought it was a really cool moment because you're like, obviously, they're going to come save him, right? There's yeah. 20 Mandalorians out and they're going to come fucking wreck shit. Having them come in with the guy with the fucking, like, ga- like blowing people away and stuff yeah. was cool. The actual effect of them flying up and landing, I could have done without. It was very much wire work. And I'm like, oh, man, I oh, wish I this could have been seen. Yeah. I love the entire scene. Yeah. I love the entire scene. Yeah, I, lo- yeah. I love that. I also, and the, the, the Gatling gun reminded me a lot of Bays from uh, Rogue One. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Really, really cool. I, I like that they all. You can see it reminds you a lot of Halo Reach. Yeah, a lot of these Mandalorians Absolutely. have different like they're different armor sets. Obviously, but it still this looks like guy. Chiefs armor. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like it's or Spartan armor. It's still the same type yeah. of thing with Mandalorians. I thought that was, I, I thought but, that was a cool touch. Yeah, and I, I and I like that they were like even the guy that was a dick to him was yeah. like you're still one of my you're still one of us and so we're gonna it's come. Code. It is our code. Yeah, it is our code. Such is that, our code. Such that's what code. I was about to touch on too. Like I thought that was such a strong moment because he was the guy with the giant. Uh, He's the guy at the end too, right? That like. Does the Giggle Iron Man salute, which yeah. I really could have done without? Yeah, that I could have also done without, where it was like, well, it. it was great. Uh, I did like, not like that pride. Meow. <laughs> that, yeah, that was that was that was one scene where I'm like, oh man, because this looks so much like War Machine flying next to War like, Machine. you know, like doing that. Yeah. Shit. Like when he's like, it, it reminded me of the end of like Iron Man. I think it was two, where he's like, hey, I'm gonna want my armor back. He's like, nope, see you later, and then flies off. And I'm like, all right, that's fine. But I, I thought it was it. cute only because we get like the, the one kind of moment of I want one of comedic them. relief. Yeah, like yeah. I gotta get one of those. Like I, I don't know why yeah. that moment works for me that when moment works really well. I'm usually kinda... really touch and go with uh, with moments of comedic relief, especially with characters as serious as as his is. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, that's cool. I, I like. Think, this. I think it's because Pedro Pascal's like he just sounds so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But also, says, we've seen him not be the badass the whole time right like now we've got he's vulnerable he is a little silly we've seen him in, in situations where he gets to, where he gets fucking electrocuted and falls off the thing so comedy relief can work in this now because there is a touch of like the zany yeah that's going on in the series which is good but still just anytime we see yeah. this damn yodelini i just want to just watch him for hours yeah, yeah. i'm so you know, glad just, he how quick how, how, how much longer before merch out is out of him you think you got to imagine they're trying to keep the fin- finish the season off yeah probably. yeah Dude, but like, let's talk about that closing scene, right? Where like the whole thing comes full circle with the, that visual storytelling moment of him taking the ball out of his hand and being like, "Stop! That's not that's not something to play with." And then as they're launch- taking off, he goes and unscrews the ball and just drops it into his little hand. And you just see, but you just see him like kind of pop out. Yeah, and it's and that's so great because that's that's some, that's great storytelling of him. Like, okay, I'm all in on this. Like, yeah. just, I'm protecting this thing. I'm giving and, it what it wants. And the thing that I love the most about this is this is him leaving that planet and we're kind of like, okay, see you later, planet. We're going to a new adventure. And what I love about that going. is we don't know. Yeah. Like, Dude, I, like I love, again, this episode ended in a way that I'm just like, I have mystery and intrigue going into the next one. It and sucks that we need to yeah, wait personally so wait two weeks for it. And that's, but. again, that's my, you know, I've talked nausea about the how I want to binge these so fucking badly. But while I will say from like a story perspective, I really, um, you, I love the idea of the bounty hunter Such that the turns against his people and then gets hunted by the rest of the bounties. And that's what the rest of the season is going to be. It's going to be him with this thing that everyone wants, and he's got to fight all the IG-88s, the Bosks. The, it's going to be John Wick, dude. It's going to be John Wick, basically, which Tim doesn't understand what you're talking about because so Tim is the only person stuck in, underneath the rock that, that hasn't interview. seen John Wick. Tim, I haven't yeah. seen John Wick. But, uh, it's going to be a great interview. But it's cool. like When they talked about Boba Fett, like making a Boba Fett movie, I'm like, oh, that would have been an awesome story to see this badass Boba Fett. But I don't know if you could have done it with him because he's so kind of... He's, he has that perception of being so evil, whereas this character was ambiguous enough so that now that he's turned toward the good side, I'm interested to see him getting hunted. 
I, I also, like, what, what you're saying, like, I don't think that this w- would have worked as a movie because, like, I really f- like that we have time to develop this character out and, like, have a relationship, you know, where it's just, like, a movie. Yeah, I'll see that. Having two hours to do, you know, is, is really tough. I think yeah. I think I agree. Like a two and a half hour long movie where because this you figure this would have happened around minute twenty five. That wouldn't. No, have been. this probably would have happened yeah. around minute forty, and like maybe yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's not even enough time to develop that story out. I think they could. I think they could have done it, but I, I agree. Like it's I'm having more fun um, seeing it kind of play out in a more relaxed mm-hmm. manner, and I, especially three episodes in now. I love. I feel like it was a, a, the biggest issue in the first episode, but now that we've seen a bit more, I like how many characters are introduced and mm-hmm. have their moments and then leave and then might come back. And might well, not. see that's the thing. I wonder if they they have that one line where he's like, "Oh, you, we're gonna have to find a new planet." And he's like, "Eh, we'll figure it out. Such is our way, or whatever." And then uh, <laughs> or whatever, <or> whatever. <laughs> um, so I wonder if we're gonna see the rest of them for the rest of this first season. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. willing to bet that he's off on his own for the rest of the time. I, I, uh, Carl Weathers is coming back, but obviously. so Carl yeah, Weathers yeah, is cool. Yeah, but like the, the IG Eleven, like Taika Waititi's character, I like that he was in the first episode. He might not be back at all, and that'd I be hope totally he's back, cool. The uh, Nick Nolte character was in the first one, and then came back in the second. Like you didn't need to, though. You know, it's well, like I wonder I, if he's gonna fly back to Nick Nolte's character because this guy seems like the one. Maybe, stage. but I, I like that. No I like that we don't know, and it, I feel like it could be cooler. Like they yeah. could just meet new friends. Yeah, and I yeah. just want to go back to the Taika point. Like I was talking to Kevin about this, and I, I don't really think I worded it as well as I wanted to in the first episode of interview. But I just hate that he was. I feel wasted on that character. Why I love his voice talent, and I I immediately think of, uh, uh, Infinity Korg. War Korg. I, I yeah, immediately Korg. think of Korg and how charming and funny that character is. Not saying that he need this character needs to be an Aussie kind of like weird goofy dude, but I I wish he was more of a mainstay in this product because I just love his voice acting. I guarantee they're going to bring him back. He'll yeah. be back, Andy. Don't worry. Yeah. There's going to be another IG droid that comes to hunt him down. And I, getting, yeah. Even though it's like a totally robotic, not his voice, Like I feel like the timing, like there's something that Taika's bringing that makes that character even better. I just want Taika to be everybody. Yeah. yeah. In, in every movie. Just yeah, Taika. Man. So, I mean, we know for sure, though, that he's going to... Presumably in the fourth one was when they'll introduce the guy introduced Gina Carano's character. At I, and that's the thing, point. too, is I like that these, there's these characters on the poster that might not we, be we that relevant. Seen, yeah. Who else you know? is there? Like Gina Carano's there on the poster. And what was the other and character? Taika's character? Taika's character. Yeah. I, mean, I, I have to guess that those she's going to be the main person hunting him down. I The way they talked about it in the because they had her in an interview. Oh, she, sounds, she nailed it. Best interview I've ever seen. God, I like when they it asked her. They're like, "What was sounds... your first day like?" She's like, "My character is delicate, <laughs> but also strong." I like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> stop asking the actors to answer questions. They're bad at it. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it, they all were. They, they were, were all very, very. So Favreau was at that. Bad one. at it. Yeah. The okay, only because the L.A. one, Favreau yeah. wasn't at, but no, Filoni was, was at. No, he was at that. Dave yeah. was at. All this was the only one that was there. They live We watched yeah. a live stream of that Q&A from Los Angeles. Oh. Thanks for coming early. And let me tell you. He wasn't at ours. I thought, I thought the SF one had, like, Gina Carano and some of the smaller people, but then the no. L.A. one had, like... You know, no, this like had a Jawas? moment. <laughs> this this one had a moment where Werner Herzog started talking, and I was like, "Oh my god, I feel like I'm back in French New Wave film class." I'm, I don't know what the fuck he's talking. Did you about. get that reference that they were talking about taking the boat over the mountain? I I blacked out. He I don't did know a movie where like they required to move a 320 ton boat over a mountain, and he was like, "Yeah, the only way is to do it practical." And I was like, "I'm sure there's another way." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Verne was like, "It's so it's so there it's must so be fast." Way. Three people the, got injured. You were the only person who was making uh like he started talking about making lore and how he's like, you know, there was the Bible and that made lore, and now there's this, and I'm like. Huh. <laughs> I think some other people made some <laughs> stories there, Werner, that are pretty fascinating. Meanwhile, they asked Pedro Pasquale a question. It was like the first time he's ever talked. I'm like, you, you've talked about this character before. Yeah. You've been on panel. He's like, ah, it's all over the place. Like, what the but also, I on? love how much. I know we're getting off on a tangent. Such but I love talking. how much of a fucking dork Pedro Pasquale is when he talks in his normal voice. Where he's like, I don't know, guys. I'm just having a great time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, sh- I showed that to my wife. She's like, if I were dating him, I would make him speak with the accent. <laughs> yeah, I would the make actors were so bad. I liked the directors talking. The directors and I liked the, the composer and all that. That stuff I thought was really cool. And John Favreau as showrunner. Well, and the, like but the directors have things. to think I, in a more globally manner about everything that's totally. happening here. The actors, and you got to give them a little leeway. They come in, they do their line. They don't know what the fuck's going on. They don't know what the <laughs> thing's going to look like that's attacked. They're just like, I'm here, man. I don't know. I'm having a great time, you know? <laughs> God. I was going to say, um, and I know we're talking a lot about this like uh, Q&A. little Q&A. But uh, it's great because I was yeah. there too. 
John Favreau, while I like what he said, he kept like closing his eyes. He was sleeping. And he was super like it, deep in his chair when it was like, you are a little too comfortable like right Yoda now. Yoda the Jedi yeah. Council. Yeah. <laughs> and there, was a, there was a moment where, I forget the host's name. She's the co-host of... Uh, E.T. Is, Alex? Actually, I don't know. She was like, uh, she was like, uh, uh, Pedro, what was your first day like on on set? And he talked for like fifteen minutes around in circles about nothing. And then it came back, and then it came back, and she was like, okay, great. Gina, what was your first day like? And I was like, are we gonna talk? And oh Paul leaned over to me, he's like, are they gonna ask all seven people what their <laughs> yeah. first day was like? Yeah, that was when, you could tell she was just like, I gotta get everyone to talk at least. And a little somewhere bit. around the thirty-five minute mark, Poe leaned over to me, and he's just like, you had to give Kevin a movie show, didn't you? <laughs> Dude, but Gina Carano though. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm sorry. What was the question? She had like, oh, oh stop! Listen, for <laughs> God, that's all you have to do. Just so listen I, but to be prepared. Back to it. I'm interested to see where she comes. You Me know? too. Me too. Um, it, there, there are enough story elements in this, specifically because they nailed the implementation of Yodelini, that I'm like, I really want to see. I really want to see what happens in the next episode. Yeah. And like, I, I'm getting more and more invested in the series as we go, which is great. That's yeah. perfect. Uh, uh, you, we talked about a little bit. I had some harsher criticisms for the the, the first episode, and I think you to, you said it, or maybe Poe said it. Someone was like, "It's a pilot, right? Kind of." Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I guess to a degree, like they're establishing a lot of the visual the visual look of the uh, of the series. The characters, you still you assume if they're filming quasi in order, if they're doing the episodes, they're filming episode one, then two, then three, then four. Like they're still trying to get into their own, comfortable in their own skin. And I think you're starting to see that. And also a lot of the humor is starting to come through, which I like a lot personally. Yeah, I I really enjoyed episode one, but I was a little let down overall, just like comparing yeah. it to what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, by episode three, it's what I thought it was going to yeah. be. And I am so in, and I didn't expect that they're, in the same way that playing, uh, Fallen Order, where I didn't think I could love a droid that much, like more than already like BB-8, having just seen Force Awakens, where it's like, God, they nailed the magic. BD-1 nailed the magic. Yodelini nailed the magic in a way that I just never thought was possible. It turns out if you just have something really small with really big eyes, that you fall in love with it. But, it, but, but like, it's more than that, it's, too, He's though. trying to do little things that, like... No, I fall in love with the fucking thing, right? When he like, goes like uh, this. When he looks over and he's like trying to touch yeah. his arm. Then he puts it back and looks over again. He's right there. Again. I, I love ah, it because I feel like he frog. looks great, yeah. but it also is such a great service to the story where you know that he's important. It's not just uh, uh, a goober where it's like, McCoy. oh, you, we need to, to oh, take, goober, this, yeah. take this thing and you know get it somewhere and protect it at all costs. It's like it, it kind of is the thing that might protect him yeah. and I love there's I all mean, these things I know but like there's so many elements we just we don't know and I think that the show's doing a great job of unveiling stuff on its timeline and I'm I'm all fucking in yeah I, would, I, I guess I'd say I was pretty lukewarm to I kind of liked the first episode I, I just didn't love it I I it was fine. I, I agreed with Nick on a lot of the criticisms of episode one, but I, to a degree, I still thought it was fine, right? And I think every episode has gotten better since. Mm -hmm. uh, the second one, I thought, ratcheted up kind of the the action and the stakes, and then the, by the third one, I'm like, I am fucking in, dude. I can't wait for the rest of this. Here's a question I have for you guys, because this is something I think about, like, in contextually. How would you put this up against when Netflix decided they were going to do the Marvel shows? Because that, to me, was like, that That to me is kind of where my head's at, where I'm, I'm comparing it to Daredevil season one, where I was like, oh, this is an interesting use of these characters in this world that they've created. And I think they're doing a, like, I, I really liked how they they played around in that sandbox and made reference to the other characters and mm -hmm. still made it feel relevant, but it was a much smaller story. I, thought, I, mean, I thought Daredevil season one was better. Than what we're seeing what so we're seeing far. In Mandalorian. But the thing that I give Mandalorian a lot of credit for is its need. It doesn't seem need to be an hour long. But th this it doesn't need to be forty minutes long. <laughs> Apparently, they're like, we're gonna do some Golden Girls episodes, twenty-two minutes. We're I think out. it's, and I I think love it's great. It. Yeah. I think it's awesome. We're in and we're out, and we're getting kind of a uh, we're not getting needless exposition yeah. because how much could there really be with a character like this? That's you know, it's so focused on him. You know, it's hard to. It, well, he's, already not, seen, he's not going to sit there. We've already and have, seen two flashbacks of his yeah. horrible youth. So. Sure, yeah, but he's not—he's not the type of character that's going to sit there and talk to himself, uh, you know. And it's going to be this really cool story moment. I think he's just—that's how the character is kind of built. And yeah, and he doesn't have a droid either, which is interesting. Yeah. So he can't—he doesn't have anything to like. The droids in in Star Wars were the were kind of mirroring for the, the character's crowd. inner thoughts. Yeah. So you're like, yeah, R2, I am doing that thing. It's like, great. Yeah. He doesn't have that. So but we're going like to spend a lot we... of time with him just looking at the fucking cutest thing on the planet, and I'm okay. But I think that like now we'll have the Yodelini to, to do that. Oh, serve that now you've really. come along. I appreciate it, Once, once, once it. Tim jumped in, it's happening. Going to the Netflix thing, I feel we've spent the last 
five years talking about talking so much shit about the filler episodes of Netflix. Yeah. Where it's like there's yes. always the two to four episodes that they didn't need. Mm-hmm. And I love that so far we're not getting that. Even in episodes, they're gonna it's thirty minutes. Fuck it. We're, it's forty minutes. Fuck mm-hmm. it. I appreciate that. We already even know that I this is eight episodes early, and going into the, the MCU shows, those are six. I love that. It's like they're just telling the stories and the amount of time that they want to tell them without needing all this extra fluff and shit. Perfect. And yeah. uh, comparing it to like Daredevil and stuff, this it's it's different. Where obviously Daredevil not in the MCU, that was always a weird thing. Of is it canon? Is it not? To this day, is still a weird, confusing thing. Right. Things are even only going to get more confusing when they decide to. The actual canon shows come out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but with Star Wars, there's something unique about the, the Mandalorian in particular because it's the first live action show. Because John Favreau's making it. Because they have the team that they have working on it. That brings me back to the magic of going into Force Awakens, where it was just like, oh my god, they're about to get Star Wars right. And every move they made was like, oh, it's gonna be practical, and we're doing this, and it's all gonna be the things that mm-hmm. everybody wants. I feel like with Mandalorian, they're like, they're trying to do that again in a different way that. We just haven't seen with TV shows, like even the Marvel shows. It's like those shows worked best when they just kind of did their own stories and stayed to themselves. Mm-hmm. This, I think, they're they're really trying to be like, we can do whatever we want canon in Star Wars. What should we do? Now, what could we do? What but should it's, we but do? But it still feels like a small, self-contained story, which, yeah. which I actually which I like. Which I like. Yeah. like, I don't like, – we talked, uh, I think, two weeks ago about what if there was a new Jedi Order, all this stuff. I'm like, that feels too grandiose for this. To me, this needs to be about – this guy who has now dedicated himself to protecting this thing, protecting this thing. Let's see where the story goes. Yeah. It feels like it, do, it does feel like a, a limited run of a comic book series. You're like, cool, that's good. We're going to do it. We're going to get in. We're going to get out. That's great. Any closing thoughts? I really enjoyed this episode. I cannot wait to watch episode four. Like, you know, I, I enjoyed them so much that like I can't wait to rewatch them when I Me get too. home. Yeah, that's true. You know, I'll, I'll rewatch episode two tonight, and then when three comes out, I'll rewatch that again. Just. Try to catch things I missed, maybe you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I might. Awesome. Uh, I might just wait for the rest of them to spool up, and I'll watch them later. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your haiku in review form, just like nanobiologist did for last week's episode. Um, and I didn't read it there. He says, <laughs> "I never knew that. I never knew that the Pacifica Star Wars spinoff show Pacifier." Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was like, what, what is it? Time to go to bed. Time to go to bed. I never knew the pacifier. You know the Rock episode, the pacifier, the Rock movie. You mean the yeah, Vin Diesel the movie, the pacifier? Oh, it was Vin Diesel. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He, he was, was the tooth fairy. Rock was tooth fairy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs That's a paycheck. Right. Andy. He was stop <laughs> judging. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Next week, uh, we will not have any episode, actually, of the show because it's Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving. We're, not, we're not doing the morning shows at all. Um, but then the following week, my God, it's Star Wars in review week, ladies and gentlemen. Monday, we will be doing episode four. Tuesday, we will be uh, episode four of Mandalorian. Got it. Tuesday, we will be doing uh, episode eight, The Last Jedi. That'll be fun. Oh. Friday, we will be doing Mandalorian episode five. Wow. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. Ma, 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 ma. Ma, 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 ma. But I'm doing it with Mandalorian. Hey, did you know that Andrew Dice Clay's daughter is Bryce Clay Howard? <laughs> Until next time. <laughs> May the force be with you. Such is the code. Such is the code.